Welcome, everybody, to Our District, a podcast designed to keep you up to date on what's happening in SoCal Union Elementary School District. This is Superintendent Scott Turnbull, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. This is Scott Turnbull, the superintendent of SoCal Union Elementary School District, and we're implementing this new communication tool for our district, new for our district, this podcast, and an effort just to make another communication tool available to you. Uh, We wanted to make something that was easy to listen to, easy to access, and easy to get some quick information about what's happening in our district. And of course, in this first episode, I would love to do some bragging about our district, and I will, Uh, but the majority is gonna focus on our district's response to the COVID-19 shelter in place and, and all the related impacts of it. Before we jump into that, I would like to say that we have an article coming up in the June edition of the Capitola SoCal Times that I hope you check out. It's on our district's approach and implementation of social emotional learning. This is an uh, initiative that we're really proud of. Um, A lot of staff members across the district um, really put energy into this and it just supports students. It supports students in a way that they can feel comfortable and well-adjusted at school, which is only gonna accelerate learning. So I encourage you to check that out. And of course, I encourage you to check out our website at suesd.org and all of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you search Soquel Union Elementary School District on all of those platforms, I think you'll easily be able to find us. So that's just a little bit about what's going on non-COVID. But uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in to COVID-19 impact. And there's really three areas I want to focus on today. And those are budget cuts, reopening schools, and bridging the digital divide. Um, So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, take a little break and tackle each one of those different subjects. Thank you. So all school districts in California, and I would venture a guess that all across the country um, are experiencing budget cuts related to COVID-19. For most public school districts in California, after hearing the May revise to the governor's budget, um, that number comes in at about a 10% cut. And for our district, that's about $1.2 million. And so you can imagine that a lot of tough decisions need to be made. We formed a committee called the Fiscal Prioritization Team And the purpose of that team is really to approach uh, the necessary budget cuts from a standpoint of prioritizing what's most important to us. Uh, The team is made up of several different stakeholders across the district, um, including the Teachers Association and the Classified Employees Association. We have board members on that team, uh, as well as a few others. And the idea is to make sure that we're not overlooking any different group's perspective. And so um, the first thing we did is, you know, take a look at what's usually referred to as what's the low-hanging fruit. What can we eliminate from our budget, um, tighten our belt, so to speak, even though we like to think our belts are pretty darn tight. Um, And so we came up with some of those cuts right off the bat. Um, And always in an effort, the team's mission is to make these budget cuts, keep keep the district fiscally solvent, but for as long as possible keep the cuts away from any direct impact on students or current staff. 
And we really try to keep that as a mindset. And so um, we can always tighten up on things, um, but we don't want to have to impact jobs and we don't want to have to impact anything in the classroom if we can help it. And so some of the things that we were able to um, come up with is to freeze vacant positions. So to not fill those positions. Uh, we did get some pension relief from the state, which is really helpful because that's a big impact on our budget. Um, we cut back on supply budgets. Um, we pretty much eliminated all conferences, even though we really think our staff deserves deserves professional development opportunities. Uh, we, we cut out uh, conferences and travel. Uh, we did have an increase in attendance this year. And so thank you to everybody who helped get students to school. That really did augment our budget a bit um, and offset some of these cuts. And of course, we had to dip into what reserves we had, even though those are very limited uh, reserves to begin with. Um, so these cuts are kind of getting us through without having to go to anything deeper, such as staff layoffs. So that's a really positive thing. Um, but they kind of represent what we're calling a one-year life preserver, or um, as we move into um, making our budget for next year, a life preserver just to get us through that point. Um, we, that being said, we're not real hopeful for the future that we're going to be able to sustain that as we develop future budgets. Um, expecting more cuts. And the bottom line is we really are looking and hoping for help from the federal government. Um, and so this team, the, um, the fiscal prioritization team, um, has identified um, a date to have a community town hall where we want to get parent input and to answer parent questions that we can answer. And that's going to happen on the date of Thursday, May 28th. We're going to have two sessions. The first and what you could call the main session is at 3 p.m. when we'll have the whole team there. And then I'll be on board later that evening at 6.30 p.m. to accommodate working parents. So that's budget cuts in a nutshell. Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but our team is really trying to make these budget cuts, you know, in essence, by tightening our belts, um, trying to impact things and not people. Um, but we're also being realistic in knowing that um, there, there is a distinct possibility that in, in budgets yet to come that we may not be as fortunate. But we'll keep trying, and uh, we're glad to have the input of the team, and we'll keep you up to date. The next topic I wanted to discuss was the possible reopening of schools in August for the 2021 school year. And again, this is a major challenge. Um, and it should go without saying, but I'll say it anyway, that we'll be working with all of the guidance from health officials, especially our local county health officials, as well as the California Department of Education and the Santa Cruz County Office of Education. And so we're working with those groups and in parallel with those groups as we identify and develop um, contingency plans um, with our administrators and with input from our teachers and staff. And that's a, it's a very uh, broad uh, project right now due to the fact that, you know, we're just now starting to get some concrete information on what guidelines we'll be working under and what we have to implement. And so it sounds like we're gonna have a lot of flexibility um, um, in terms of a county being able to make decisions and so that's 
that's um, promising and the fact that we'll be able to do what's best for our families and not have to do something lockstep across the, the large state of California. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, before we dive too much deeper into the logistics of what that might look like, um, I just want to say how how proud and how uh, really humbled I am by the work that our teachers and staff have done to get distance learning in place this year. You know, I said that in other um, forms of communication, but I want to say it here um, because we we literally, as you know, as a state and uh, as a country gave our teachers uh, a matter of days to to do what should have been a multi-year project of transferring their their lessons and their instructional program to digital platforms and they came through um, in, a, in an amazing way and i just want to acknowledge that and as we think forward to reopening schools there's almost inevitably uh, nothing's for certain i should say that we don't know anything for sure right now um, but it seems probable that we'll be in some kind of a hybrid approach to learning with with still distance learning being a strong part of that uh, an important part of that and so um, just I, I just want to acknowledge here and say thank you to our teachers and staff for for making that happen the way they did this year so um, in working with the County Office of Education on reopening schools, um, and the County Office has been phenomenal in terms of supporting all districts in, in our county, uh, we've really identified three broad areas that we have to make sure we fully vet uh, in order to properly reopen schools or even consider reopening schools. And those areas are health and safety, instructional programs, and uh, student services and family engagement. And so in order to even have a plan, we have to always reference back to, to those three broad areas and, and the specific uh, sub-areas within them to make sure that, that we're going about this properly. A little something that I wanted to share with you is um, our state superintendent of public instruction, Tony Thurman, recently did a webinar on this very subject of reopening schools. And um, you can find that webinar um, on, on the internet and on a little communication that I put out and that is on our website, you can find the full version and a condensed version if you wanna watch a 10 minute version instead of a one hour version. And it was really good because it did exactly what we all need to do and that it brought in um, different stakeholders. There was uh, besides a representative from the Department of Public Health and uh, the folks from the California Department of Education, there was also uh, a principal in the state, a custodian, um, from somewhere in California, uh, and a teacher, um, as well as another superintendent. And so you can imagine that, I won't say competing um, points of view, but with those different points of view, there's just so many uh, different aspects to consider as we think about doing this right. And I know it sounds like a cliche, but we mean it. We, we will always put the health and safety of our students and staff first when making any of these decisions. And so everything else comes after that. Um, what we're doing right now, just to give you an idea of what we're doing, besides monitoring the information we get um, from the Department of Education and from our County Office of Education and from County Health Services, we're working with our administrative team to develop contingency plans. 
And then those administrators are working with their teachers and staffs on refining those plans, um, getting, getting all the information we can from the field. Um, and of course, we're gonna be communicating with you where we are in this process more and more now that we have more specifics to go by. And we will regularly re report our progress on the plans uh, to our board of trustees. And these plans have to be um, kind of ready for three different levels from the most restrictive, what we're uh, living with right now, you know, no students at school and distance learning to the least restrictive and everything in between. And uh, that probably means ultimately uh, some kind of hybrid approach. Um, and we're gonna be working on what those different contingency uh, models may look like. Your input's gonna be really important on this. The parent input is gonna be extremely important on this. And we feel like now we're ready. We have enough information to go out and gather some input from you um, based on some specific talking points rather than just being real general. And so I'd like to uh, put a little um, remind, or not a reminder, but to let you know that on Monday, June 1st at 2 p.m., that's Monday, June 1st at 2 p.m., we're going to have another town hall. Um, one I mentioned earlier in the podcast was for budget. Uh, the one on June 1st is going to be specifically for um, getting your input and answering your questions about reopening schools. So that's Monday, June 1st at 2 p.m on reopening schools. And then we're gonna have a repeat session for uh, to accommodate working parents um, the next day on June 2nd at 6.30 p.m. So Monday, June 1st at 2 p.m., Tuesday, June 2nd at 6.30 p.m. There'll be a virtual town hall. It'll be to give you some information and to answer your questions as best we can about reopening schools. And of course, I just wanna say once again that there's there's, nothing rigid or definitive right now. Uh, we're learning, we're building contingency plans. We, we add to that on a daily basis as we learn more. We'll always put health and safety first. Um, we'll wanna get your input. And the main thing that I've been stressing, if I can put it down to one word, is flexibility. We're gonna have to be real flexible to meet all of our stakeholder needs um, but especially our families' needs, because we realize that there are families for a variety of really good reasons uh, for whom distance learning either works really well or doesn't work at all. And we're going to have to be able to figure out how to meet those needs within the guidelines that were ultimately given um, from the State Department of Education. But please know that that's my focus is flexibility um, working within the guidelines. So more to come on that, and um, thank you. So the last topic I wanted to talk about in this first episode of our district, uh, the podcast for the Soquel Union Elementary School District, is bridging the digital divide. And that's just a matter of making sure in this day and age where students are learning um, via technology and via online networks, that all students um, have the necessary equipment to be able to engage with that. And so, like most districts, um, our district, uh, when we first 
identified that we were going to make this dramatic shift over to distance learning. Started distributing Chromebooks to families who need them. And in our little district of under 2,000 students, we distributed over 500 Chromebooks to ensure that all students had access to distance learning lessons. And so um, we're thinking about, you know, as we approach summer and going into the next school year, uh, we've been having conversations about um, whether to collect the Chromebooks or not. And what we've decided is that um, given how much and how frequently students are accessing digital um, uh, learning resources online, we realize a lot of families will want to have those Chromebooks over summer so that they can continue to access the digital learning lessons. And so we're not going to require families in grades TK through 7 um, to return those Chromebooks. Um, if I can just add one little caveat on that, is that if, if your family um, ended up not needing the Chromebook or um, perhaps over summer the demand for any computers in the in the household won't be as great and the Chromebook is no longer necessary. Um, we'll send out information letting you know how and when you can return your Chromebook. Uh, but we're really doing this on the honor system. If, um, if students, if families can use the Chromebooks over summer to continue um, augmenting uh, learning, even if it's not with our distance learning, if it's just a matter of uh, continuing to access some of the digital resources that are out there, uh, we, we don't want to get in the way of that. And so you can keep the Chromebooks. Um, but of course, for our eighth grade students, for obvious reasons, moving out of our district, uh, we will want to collect those uh, Chromebooks. And the New Brighton Middle School staff, uh, Mr. Broadhurst, Ms. Hadrius will be sending out information on when and where to turn those Chromebooks in for eighth graders. But outside of the eighth graders, um, the rest of the families that checked out uh, Chromebooks may keep them over the summer and um, use them for uh, continued digital learning. Um, and uh, we hope that that is a benefit um, as, we, as we move into summer during this um, unusual year and head into the new school year. Thank you. So that concludes our first episode of Our District, the podcast for the Soquel Union Elementary School District. Again, I'm Scott Turnbull, the superintendent. I hope this uh, podcast adds to our overall communication to help keep you well informed about what's happening in our district. Um, of course, if you ever have any questions, feel free to email me at sturnbull at suesd.org. You can find that email address on our website as well at suesd.org. And uh, we like to be really responsive in our district, so if you have a question, I'll always try to get back to you uh, as soon as possible. And um, hopefully, as I said, this podcast just adds to the overall communication and we'll provide an opportunity um, if it seems like it's well received that we can have different folks from the community or in our district that have something important to share to come on and say a few words about it. So thanks again for joining me. Uh, take care and stay safe.